0: Business, the blog and podcast for game changers and innovators in the construction industry.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the AEC Business Podcast. I'm Arnie Heiskanen and my guest is Ricardo Farinha, Director of Technology at Sweco. It's great to have you on the podcast, Ricardo. Thank you, Arnie. Uh, we are going to talk about artificial artificial intelligence and machine learning in the AEC domain specifically, but before that, can you say a few words about your background?
0: So I'm originally from Portugal. Uh, I've been living in Finland for since 2007 uh, where I came to do my master's thesis. So I did my master's thesis in medical imaging. So I was using some artificial intelligence methods to extract some parts within the brain to try to predict from those, those extracts if the person had Alzheimer or not. So this was a a uh, cooperation between the Tampere Technical University and the Turku Pet Center here in Finland. After I finished that thesis, uh, they, there was the possibility to continue doing the PhD in the university, but I decided that I wanted to go to the industry. So I, I ended up finding a job at Rumble, which is one of Sweco's competitors. And uh, I joined there in 2008, and I worked there five years. And uh, my background is a master, I have a master in electrical engineering and computer science. So I've been doing a lot of development since day one. So back t- back in Rumble times, I was doing also development. So trying to build systems that could create, a, a, like bring more productivity to the design teams. So that was already my, what I did in Rumble. And then 2013, I joined at Sweco and uh, doing the similar things and building the development teams here at Sweco. And uh, I've been now until now working at Sweco, so about seven years, and basically doing the same thing. So the basic idea is to build technology or use technology to then support the business needs and targets. So to make sure that Sweco is ready for the changes that are coming, that are imposed by the business environment, because technology is coming so quickly, we need to have people that can study that and make sure that we are
1: ready then for those changes. Okay, so uh, in fact, you actually don't have any background in, in profession, uh, I mean, educationally in, in construction?
0: No, no. Well, electrical, it kind of can be applied also in, in the construction, but not really. And I've never used that in the professional manner. Okay. So software and development has been my, my background and, and the work has been always around that. So I've been about like 12 years working on this field sitting with the engineers and architects and trying to solve their problems. That is the background.
1: You already mentioned that you started up with uh, artificial intelligence early on. But what got you interested in AI and machine learning, especially in the engineering domain?
0: Uh, So basically that interest came, it was not after I went out of the university. So that came in 2017. So it took almost 10 years after I left university that it came back to my interests, and the reason was that it, back in 2017, it was when the hype of AI started to come. So we started hearing that yes, AI can crunch huge amounts of the, uh, data. It can find patterns in the data that that no human can find, and that's what interested interested me because our jobs in the development teams have been always to create mo- to build more systems that make people more productive and better quality. Our deliveries are better have better quality to the clients. So could we somehow use this new technology that could analyze patterns and find the good things in the projects so that we can then reuse them over time in the new projects? That was what attracted me because up until then, we didn't have technology for that. We needed to rely on intuition or, or start asking 10 different people what's the best way to do it. And then we might get 10 different answers, but the data doesn't lie. So the, the, what attracted me was that we could have then machines that could analyze that data and and tell us something about it. And and that was the, the start of this AI. Lucky enough, we, at that time, there was also this, in Finland, this uh, government funding for this kind of a research. So that was also one of the triggers for us to to do this because we got some funding from KiraDigi and then later on from Business Finland. So it was, we got help from the government to push this forward something that's because Sweco is not uh by default not doing uh, this kind of let's say hardcore R&D like universities are so the the funding was a very good support for us to start doing that
1: so yeah yeah that's that's right and i actually uh, we to- actually talked about 2 years ago about your experimentation project uh, uh in in Kiradici, uh program called design recommendation system um, mm-hmm. but but uh, as a follow up how, how has that uh changed your the way you work uh, at sveco or has it had a, any impact on your current practice
0: so those those design recommendation systems we actually built three of them one for precast one for steel detailing and one for timber roof trusses mill plate trusses and the uh, so far none of those is used in production by the let's say the common engineer but they are used by these super users so these people that are basically defining how the processes of the design should be done so they use this technology to then plan on how they could improve the design processes however the technology that we have built in those in those projects it has now been reused in other projects that are now have been used to to build other tools that are automating parts of the design process in the model side and in the drawing side so the core ai that for example clusters things together by type of and some some core technologies now being used by these automation tools that is now used in production by by the designers so we have currently in this in this ecosystem for for structural engineering we have i think 1200 people working under the environment, so that's the that's like the let's say the playground for these tools currently.
1: I have seen you. I uh, met you at at uh, AC hackathons, uh, and recently you took part in the last two AC hack- hackathons in Copenhagen and online. Uh, so c- can you tell us about what you did uh, and uh, what what did you achieve during those development sprints, so to speak?
0: Those those hackathons. I don't know if the listeners know, but usually they are like uh, one or two days, so 48 hours that you are coding intensively, and then in the end of the hackathon, you need to present what you what you have done for a group of judges that then will judge your your hack. And usually we go, Sweco enters these hackathons because it's a very good way for us to to go out of our normal routines. Because in our normal routines, we are we are so busy and our schedules are so tight that it's sometimes hard to think outside of the box or think of new things. So usually we just take ourselves out of the office, sit down in somewhere, a cottage or some place for two days, and then build something that we might have thought before or that we just think during that event and then build a quick prototype out of it. And then if it's a good idea, then we then can scale it in the future inside the office and build a solution out of it. So we have now been... I think over 10 hackathons in the last four years we have been entering. And we have at least, I think, three or four products that have come out of hackathons that are now used in production. So it's a perfect place for us to experiment and see uh, and, and like build something that then can add value to our business. So in the last hackathon, we have, we have been uh, hacking this ecosystem called Project Wisdom. And the basic idea of Project Wisdom is that we are collecting all the actions from the designers when they are doing design inside the, for example, Tecla or Revit. So if I put a column or a beam, all those actions are recorded to some massive databases. And then Project Wisdom is basically tools that analyze that data and extract the wisdom out of the data because the data by itself might not have much value, but when you process it and you can find the patterns in the data, it then, it then creates, you can create tools that add value. So what we have built in that first hackathon in Denmark was a system that extracts information about the this kind of parametric tools that people use in the business. So for example when they are designing a a connection between a column and the beam they need they use a parametric tool that is available online. So we extract information about who uses which tools and how those people relate to each other. So we group people by the type of work they use they they, they are doing. And then, for example, if this one guy is very similar to the second person and he's using 10 tools that this guy is not using, we are then informing the second person, did you know about these tools? These tools might be useful for your workflows because these several other people like you are using these tools in the same type of projects. So this was the first hack within the first hackathon. Now in the second hackathon, four months later, we have basically extended that application that, uh, a workflow that hack and integrated it into the current design systems that our people are using. So we included it inside the design software and in Microsoft Teams, which is the collaboration area our people are using. So so basically, it's like a two hackathons, but one hack. We just keep extended it. We extended it now in in July.
1: Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I, I saw your presentations, uh, very interesting and um, something that I haven't heard before. I don't know if it's, it sounds, sounds uh, quite unique. I think there is these bigger companies, at least like
0: Microsoft and Google, they are they are doing things like this, this knowledge management, trying to understand, find patterns on user behavior, and then trying to, to kind of target that thing that they learn to the users. So Microsoft has some technology, some research on that. It's still on a research level. But
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm pretty yes. sure
0: in the next couple of years we'll start seeing some real use cases coming out to everyone in the world.
1: Yeah, it was like 20 years ago or over 20 years ago, knowledge management was a hot topic, like as as AI is now. Everybody was talking about knowledge management. The problem was that it was very manual, very manual mm-hmm. process, and and I think that AI can help us. Now, in that, yes. that respect, to do make it actually real. Uh, yes. So uh, you have a wide experience in uh, uh, AI and machine learning, especially in engineering. But what do you see as the most promising applications of these technologies in the in the AEC industry? I think the. I mean, if I if I
0: usually people ask how do I start, how do I apply AI in my business, and often I just say that. Don't try to do a very complicated thing like like those Kira DG projects that that we we were automating part of the design process. So we were building tools that could, for example, do 75% of the connections automatically in a building. I mean, don't start there. Start in a simpler task. So AI can crunch data. So just just gather some data and do some simple use cases. For example, this case of the hackathon, we wanted to to basically. Understand what kind of tools our people are using. There was over 1,000 people in the in the dataset, and then we the, what we wanted to add value was to inform the ex- other people that this tool could help you. It's a very small thing, but if you think about it, there's thousands of users. the The multiplication factor is huge. It can add so much value. So don't use AI or don't start with this very complicated. Let's automate everything. It's not going to work. It takes many years to to make it happen. You should have that as your mission. I want to go here, but then go these small steps along the way with concrete added value cases like this example of the hackathon and and like this, we have now eight examples like this in the last 11 months that we have been doing in Project Wisdom that small things that add value to concrete
1: specific business users. We know that construction is a collaborative effort. There are Dozens of companies, sometimes hundreds of companies in, in, uh, on, on a large project. But do you, do you think that AI could improve collaboration on a project? I think it can support the
0: improvement of collaboration. I think <laughs> to, to improve the collaboration, it's, it's more like a, a process thing. You need to change the processes. And it requires a lot of change management. Like people are used to work the same way for 20 years and it's hard for them. To accept new things and try new things, and it doesn't matter how good AI you have, if people will not use it. So the key to make collaboration better, I think, it's in the change management. It's it's people dealing with people, with the support of machines, and that's what we have been now trying to do. So we are we are not replacing any humans. We are building systems that can give, can support our people and make her, make them more collaborative. But we need to have people that think of the new processes, teach people how to use it. So that has been the, the fight or the the journey that we are in. I mean machines if they ever get smarter to humans, which no one knows. I mean machine is still quite I mean they can do very small things still. They can be very good at a very specific task, but they need they are a support function. They are not going to change a to replace an engineer or an architect anytime soon.
1: As you have worked with uh, machine learning AI in your company, have you ever uh, heard any uh, concerns about maybe this will replace us in the future? Yes, that's what we hear all the time. (laughs) And then all
0: these Hollywood movies don't help either. (laughs) With Terminator and so on. But yep, there is those concerns and that's actually... Now we have a technology roadmap and we have an AI roadmap as well at Sweco. And the awareness is, is goes hand-to-hand with the development of our AI system. So we are doing AI and we are teaching our people and create awareness that this is not to replace you. This is a support function. It's going to give you superpowers. It's, it's basically, if you think about it, Project Wisdom, we are collecting information from our people. So basically we are trying to give The knowledge we have, 70,000 people at Svea. We try to collect knowledge from them and then give that knowledge to the individual. So each guy could have then access to the knowledge of this collective. I mean, that's basically what we're trying to do. So we are. If you want to know about fire design, you can get that like very quickly, like Google knows does now with information. If you want to know something, you go to Google in one second or ten seconds, you get the reply. We want to do that in construction as well because now it's very difficult finding the knowledge throughout all these silos and all these databases and everything it's it's very difficult to find anything and even the second biggest problem is to know what to find know what to look for that's another problem we have so much knowledge that you might you might have something relevant to you but you just don't know that there is exists that exists something relevant to you so how can we effectively find out that that is something relevant to you and then target that to you so that it's not annoying so that you don't get notifications every five seconds because that also breaks productivity so it's like a balance between how much information we give you so that you are more productive than you were before and that you can do your betters your projects in a better way and create better quality better buildings and more sustainable cities and, and so on
1: so Sounds very good to me. But uh, you mentioned your roadmap. Can you reveal anything about the near future? What's on the roadmap? Well,
0: I think the the roadmaps is always that we do a one-year, very detailed one, and then it's a three-year plan. And uh, we just renewed now the AI roadmap. So we st- the first roadmap was 2018-1920. And now it's going to be three years after that. And there is a lot of focus in this beginning to in this project wisdom, where we are collecting information and about the design process and come up with the use cases. So the first year should be collecting or building these small bots that can extract wisdom out of the data and then target that information to the user. So in the next one year, two years, we'll see a lot of more of these tools like we build in the hackathon being built inside Sweco. And, uh, and also, a strong thing in the roadmap is that uh, we need to find partners outside of Sweco. So that's why, and we have had partners already before. So we have been in this Diction project. It's a, It has been a big project here in Finland that just ended in June 2020. So in like two months ago, and we have now applied for this AI-con, AI in construction. It's another project as big as Diction where Alto University and VTT and different companies are belonging. So we are all the time finding partners to try to, to basically build these new systems that hopefully in the future will be spread throughout the construction industry, not just at Sweco, but everywhere else. So that's the plan in the roadmap. Not do
1: it alone, do it together. If our listeners now are interested, and in, as you mentioned, you want to collaborate and, and do together, if they want to connect with you, how, what's the best way to do that?
0: The best way, if you don't know my email address, you can connect through LinkedIn with me, so, I think uh, that has been, in the last two years, the, the the tool that has allowed me to connect to so many people around the world that does similar work than we are doing at Sweco. So, LinkedIn would be the preferred uh, platform.
1: Yeah, I noticed that you have a lot of connections on link- LinkedIn.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, there's also an issue now that in the beginning of this month, I got the maximum amount of allowed connections <laughs> in LinkedIn, so I cannot <laughs> connect to anyone anymore. Oh, okay. but I can follow people—that I can do still.
1: <laughs> All right, very <laughs> and good. And yeah, that's messages. fantastic in this industry. That's really good. <laughs> so, Ricardo, it has been pleasure talking with you, and I—I uh, I think we'll we'll see more amazing stuff coming from you and 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 Sueco, and and let's keep in touch.
0: Thank you, Arnie. Bye bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.